I like that background you've got. I feel like you're about to give us a comedy set, Pierce. Oh, I thought it looked fake, actually. Oh, it looks real. Sorry, there's a brick wall behind him for listeners. Yes, there's a brick wall. Yeah, there's a brick wall. I thought it looked like I had like a filter on, but it's real. Filter usually it's all like like weird around the around the edges, whereas yours looks pretty yeah, solid. No, I love I love the background. It's good. We're gonna hear some stand up. It's great. Yeah. All right. You need a microphone. I need a neon sign as well. <laughs> I don't even know what the I don't know what the official topic is either. Don't worry. I know we'll generally what we're talking about. But... We'll tell you. Surprise! We'll tell you when it comes up. But first, how, how's it going, Pierce? We haven't seen you on this podcast since what was it episode six of our first yeah. quote unquote yeah. season? I got to be the first guest, and now I get to be the first repeat guest. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's special. I, was... I demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we actually wanted to have someone else. And I was like, it's not, uh, no, that's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've given uh, into many demands of yours, Pierce. He is doing stand up. So, yeah, that's great. <laughs> Maybe there's something about a brick wall that's very inspiring. I think it was, I don't know if you actually remember when it was, but I feel like it was earlier in the year. Like, I think it's been more than a year. Has it? No, because we no? only started last, we started in December and you were our first guest. I you think we did? had one in January. Yeah. Or yeah. February at the latest. Right, I think it was I've probably January. Completely lost the sense of time. That's okay. I like that it feels like we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I'm glad. Maybe because of the break. Yeah, we took a few few month break. Yeah, I just want to say like not long ago we we saw each other in person and I thought that was great because I came to visit in Canada for the film festival and everything. And Pierce, I just want to say thank you because you picked me and my girlfriend up from the airport in Toronto and drove us to London two hours away. Wow, and came that's to the a good festival. friend. Yeah, and we got dinner together. I wouldn't have yeah. done that. Yeah, not for you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> he owes me now. That was super nice and we really, that really appreciate nice. it. And where'd you guys go for dinner? Kelsey's. What? Kelsey's. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. I didn't mean to. I was going to get sushi and then I realized well, I didn't realize it. We just walked up and it was closed. So yeah, in the same plaza, closed, there was Kelsey's. Honestly, those chicken tenders that we had were pretty bomb. You can't go wrong with chicken tenders. Better than LA. My girlfriend was like, these are the best chicken tenders I've ever had. And I'm like, no, we're in a Kelsey's. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to yeah. tell you. These are amazing. <laughs> she didn't know what she was missing in the U.S. Exactly. Yeah. yeah what's wrong with your tenders in the U.S.? Like. Kelsey shouldn't be that amazing, to be honest. No, everything's just better in Canada. What can we say? Clearly, made a mistake moving away. Clearly, yeah, I didn't uh, really. I mean, seeing you was like twenty four hours, really, and then I saw Aya for like five seconds. I mean, I saw you for like a couple hours in the movie theater, but we weren't talking. No, we didn't talk during Josh's movie, like the whole time. I wanted to. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah, we were polite, but yes, (laughs) but at least technically, you we all saw each other. For some period of time. We spent time in the same area. I also want to apologize, Pierce, for falling asleep in your car on the drive to London. <laughs> I expected you to. I Well, I was hoping to have a good, you know, it's fun to have a great conversation on like the drive back. And I, we were so tired because we flew in the middle of the night because uh, that was so my girlfriend could continue doing her job during the day. So we flew at night. We hardly got any sleep, of course, on the plane, even though we wanted to. So your car was where we got our sleep. Yeah. I don't expect you to sleep ever. So <laughs> as long as you don't fall asleep now, Josh, because that would be rude. Uh, no, I'm going to make it up to you right you now. Have... I'm going to be wide awake. Exactly. Now you can have that conversation that you wanted. Right. You got your coffee. Do you even need coffee, Josh? I feel like you're naturally like pretty like. Bing. I have no need for coffee. I don't mind coffee, but I don't think it. it's not like I need my coffee in the morning. Like some people, I don't know. Are you like that, Pierce? No, but I'm weird. I guess we're both weird. <laughs> I love coffee, but I, I sleep not, though. Yeah. Like you don't sleep, so you don't have a morning really. You know, I I do sleep. I slept last night and I slept well, so you know it happens from time to time. If you say so. Yeah, but the fact that you have to specify I slept last night kind of suggests <laughs> that's not normal for you. I think that's. You know what? Maybe yeah. eventually I'll get there. And everyone who's yeah. listening to this already knows about your sleep schedule, Josh. So, <laughs> don't, who are you lying to other than yourself? What do you mean schedule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. Exactly. <laughs> Should we get started? Yeah. Yeah. 
Welcome back to Adulthood Friends. This is the discussion-based podcast where two former childhood acquaintances, now friends, discuss the things that adverb Josh or Pierce. Pierce, Pierce. you want to think of an adverb for us? Superbly. Superbly. All right. Superbly matter. And Josh, that's your adverb of the week. Uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, superbly. That's your adverb of the week. You can't use mine. <laughs> you need to make up your own. <laughs> we only needed one, Pierce. It's okay. Uh. <laughs> Nobody's going to take it. And I'm Aya. I'm Josh. And today we have on a special guest, our first guest and our first recurring guest, which you may have already said, uh, Pierce Safeman. Welcome, Pierce. Welcome, Pierce. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for thank coming you, on. Thank you, thank you. All my adoring fans. <laughs> the day everybody's been waiting for, uh, we finally got Pierce back on. Today we're going to be talking about moving. So what are the benefits, consequences, and difficulties of moving? Does moving away mean moving forwards? What does it take to move? And do you think you have to move to be able to grow? So we'll talk about big moves in our lives and uh, and small moves and small moves and dance moves, dance moves. Yeah. I can talk about dance moves. I'm Pierce. You can't do that. I guess we can all talk about dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, shall we get into it? Wait, what episode number is this? Shit. Every time. So this is episode 29. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And here we go. Let's get into it. back it's so good to be back it does feel good it's like we never left it is it's almost <laughs> like we were just sitting here humming the tune for a minute or two i haven't listened in a while actually i don't remember it anymore i don't remember <laughs> the theme song that's fair we haven't had any new episodes in a while yeah we had a break had a little break so it's time to catch up so pierce i hear you're moving soon or you're in the process yeah. of moving right you said something about you're in an airbnb at the moment are you kind of in limbo right now? Uh, well, well, kind of, yes. I live in London, Ontario, or I've been living there for, it's kind of crazy. I feel like I just, like I, I lived in Calgary for a few years and then I didn't know what to do. So I went back to London where I'm from. And then I was like, I'll just, I'll just be here for a little while and then I'll figure out what to do. And now I'm pretty sure it's been five years. <laughs> That's how it happens. I'm like, oh, wow, it's been five years. What happened? There was also a pandemic. Yeah. Wait, why did you move to Calgary? What happened there? That was my first real job, or I don't know what you want to call it, first post-graduating job. And for those who don't understand, Calgary is in Alberta, which is another province in Canada. There's a lot of Americans listening who have no idea. It's Canada's <laughs> north of America. <laughs> yeah, and how much, like, how long of a flight is that from, from where you're from in London? It was like, it depended on the way you... But if it were like a direct flight, for instance, how... Well, like, so the direct, I want to say it was like three and a half hours, but the way, I'm trying to remember, one way was faster just because of air currents that I can't explain the science of. So one way was like three and a half hours, the other way was like four and a half hours. Oh, wow. I think it's, it's usually longer to go west. And if I recall correctly, you don't, you're not a big fan of flying, right? No, I didn't used to care. Like when I was, uh, until like I was 24, 25, every trip on anything like a train, a bus, car, airplane, maybe not a boat, but everything else was like, I'll just fall asleep instantly. And uh, this is totally fine. And then I became slightly traumatized and was like, I hate this now. And I never want to fly. How'd you become traumatized? Tell us everything. (laughs) All the details. I mean, it's not a very long story. I just flew from my greatest mistake, not having the direct flight, uh, which made me go on a connecting flight to Toronto, which is like a 30 minute flight from London. Mm -hmm. That flight was on a prop plane that was like a I'm like 18, 20 seats or something. So they're like way more sensitive to the wind and stuff. Oh. And I, I haven't been on one in like a very long time. So I, maybe this is totally normal. Nobody else seemed to care. The whole flight, it felt like the plane was shaking. And I was like, I, I'm going to die. Like, this is it. <laughs> those are scary. I've been on those. It's not great. Everybody else is fine. I'm pretty, no one else. Yeah, they're like, well, well, I don't know what they were thinking, but they all seemed totally fine. There was like even another 
pilot who was like a passenger just sitting there. I was like, I'm sure like I can see them. It's probably fine. But in my head, I'm just like, that's it. Well, that's also the propeller. So they're like, yeah, exactly like that. So then I landed and I was like, well, now I have to get on the next flight. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, because it was just a connecting flight. I still had to go on the like longer, like three hour flight. And then, I mean, I did it somehow. And then I was like, this is, I hate this. And I was like, I need I need the drugs. (laughs) I need something. I can't fly again. Need the drugs. Which drugs? Like benzodiazepam or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I had was called lorazepam, but I guess Pam is like the key. Pam. Yeah. Yeah. Pam is. If it's a Pam, it's going to relax. Yeah. I haven't had it in a while. And the last time I flew, I tried, I took it with me, but I was like, I'm going to try not taking it. Maybe I can do it. And it was okay. Okay. I, I got through the flight. So I'm getting better again. But uh, yeah. I still like having it in case. Um, but yeah, those drugs are they're good. Drugs are the best. The movie you're doing now is not uh, I'm not flying, flying So that's yeah, good. No. It's this is a two-hour drive, right? So Yeah. I'll probably have flights. I was supposed to have flights last year. <laughs> I mean, you know, COVID, whatever. I'm curious, though. What was the, you know, that move to... Uh, Calgary and how long were you in Calgary for it was like three and a half years roughly. three and a half years so what was that like what was that experience like moving there being there uh, you know away from home and I should mention too this is uh this episode is kind of a feels almost like a sequel to uh our last episode uh for me no, our last episode we just did is about oh. Um, home oh oh I thought it was about something else I don't know if I'm allowed to say <laughs> no that's the one before it <laughs> all right I was like how is this related to that <laughs> Yeah, this it's is also sequel, related to how is it related to abortion? to abortion? Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> well, what's happening here? Abortion, and then you move, and then and you got to get out. Abortion of there. is a kind of move for the. <laughs> oh my god! As well, oh my we're not god. done with Josh. the abortion jokes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's ridiculous. It oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he got his abortion joke in. Yeah, I just was wondering, like, you know, so again, we talked about home last time. So you moved away from home to Calgary which is, you know, as you said, three and a half to four and a half hours flight away. Did you know anybody there when you got there? And what was it like settling in there? So basically, when I was like, I graduated in computer science, and I was looking for a job. And I thought, okay, I guess, I don't know why, even though I had never really lived anywhere, but my hometown, for some reason in my head, I just thought like, it's time like I'm just it's getting this job so I'm just wherever I find a job I'm I'm just gonna go there it doesn't matter I mean to some degree I didn't want to go like outside of North America really I wasn't that adventurous <laughs> but uh, I thought ah if it's like Canada the US like I'll do it so I just started looking at jobs like on whatever the job boards are I don't even remember anymore and I found some like kind of nearby like an hour or two drive and none of them were really like that great or like I, I wasn't getting like called back for anything. I, I interviewed at like Facebook, Amazon, I don't know, some other companies I sent. Other other tiny companies like that. Companies, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like some of them I had, like the process went through, but like I just didn't make it. Some of them I just never like really heard back from. And then I got this interview for this company in Calgary, which was a startup company. And I was like, oh, it's so interesting a startup company and they were offering a percentage of their profits and i was like wow i'm gonna be a millionaire this is it <laughs> and i i did say like okay like i know it's a risk maybe it won't work out but uh it sounds cool i'm gonna try it so i applied and interviewed and did all this stuff and then i eventually had to fly there for like my final interview which was really stressful also i I don't know if I made her, but I got my mom to come with me. Oh, nice of her. Like, she flew to Calgary with me to, like, basically keep me company for my interview. That's nice. It's really nice of her, yeah. Moms are the best sometimes. Sorry, Josh. Well, I mean, she didn't come to the interview, but she, like, hung out in Calgary for the day while I did my interview. That's sweet. I had my interview. Like, it was kind of stressful. I had to do, like, whiteboard problem solving. Oh, really? Wow. That's intense. Yeah. And then at the end... (laughs) I don't know if they like what they would have done if I did really poorly, 
but at the end, it's <laughs> not they, you, I think. <laughs> well, at the end, we all went out for dinner. So, like, that would have been really weird if, like, <laughs> if they didn't hide you early. They already knew they wanted you. That's but why would you they have? Would they have taken you out? Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like, maybe not. Maybe they would have been like, "See you later." Yeah, I don't think they would have invited you for dinner if they didn't really want to hire you. Although I don't yeah. know. So we all went for dinner, and they they basically told me they're like, "We're going to send you an offer tomorrow or something." So I was like, "Okay, cool." cool. That's awesome. So then I flew back and I still had like a couple of months of school left. So I had to actually finish school. And then I was like, I guess I'm moving to Calgary now. I didn't necessarily think it through. I was just like, I, I have to get a job. So here we go. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I'm moving now. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I found a place and like, I didn't, I couldn't go see it. And also I don't, I didn't know really anybody in Calgary. So you had zero connections there? Like, whatsoever so i have one distant relative who i'd never met in my life and another like family's relatives like not my family like a family from london who i we kind of know my sister's better friends with their family than i am Mm -hmm. and they had relatives in calgary and like we can put you in touch with them because they're jewish so like connect you to the community so i was like okay i guess so that was it. It's just these two people who like, I didn't know at all. And they weren't able to like, I probably wouldn't have asked them anyway, but they definitely couldn't go and like check out apartments for me. <laughs> yeah. I just had to kind of hope, like I looked at the pictures and hopefully this is real. <laughs> and it turned out it was. So like everything worked out good with the apartment. And what were those first few days like there, that first week or two? It wasn't even the first week, like the first day. Also, my mom came to help me move. Oh, again, that's good. It's good to have someone help you, like come with you when you move somewhere. We like, I had to wait there like all day basically for like furniture that I ordered to like come in and all this stuff. So it kind of just like hung out at the empty apartment. And then when things came in, I like assembled them and just kind of hung out and then eventually me and my mom went for dinner and it was like okay bye like i'm gonna live here now (laughs) and then like i the next day was a sunday i think so like i hadn't started work yet i went to do i don't know what i did on that day i did some stuff maybe i got groceries or something anyway i remember having dinner at the end of the day and was like uh oh god like what did i do like I I was having like a, I don't remember exactly what I was thinking, but I remember having like a panic attack and I was like, oh my God, I, I, again, I don't remember what I was thinking, but I was just kind of freaking out. So I, there was actually a, I don't think it was a hospital, but there was like a, a large clinic nearby, like two blocks away. And I was like, I guess I'll, I'll go there. Like maybe they'll do something to me. I, I don't know. I'm just freaking out. So I like walked down the street. I was like, hello, I'm, I don't remember what I told them. I was just like, I just moved here. I'm kind of freaking out or I don't know what I said. They like checked my blood pressure and they're like, you seem okay. <laughs> and they're like, well, I'll take you to a, I don't know if she was like a nurse or like a psychologist or somebody, some staff there they took me to. And she just kind of said like, this is totally normal. Like you just moved here. She like basically got like, um, like a map of the city and was like, here's some things like, so you know where these things are. Don't worry about it. Like this will pass. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go home. And uh, Anyway, I went home and then once I started work, I, it was a lot more calm. It's like, okay, I'm working. Like this is my thing. Like I'm doing my job and I have like this Your purpose there. Yeah. So once that started, it was a lot more stable. Mm-hmm. Did it get better over time? Did you feel like you fit in over time or? Yeah. Kind of like I did, but I also wasn't there. There was a few things going on. One is just that I wasn't like, I don't know how to explain it, like developed enough or like grown enough into like being able to build all those social connections and things myself. Mm-hmm. The other was that some of the things I was used to, like a Jewish community, were like not like they existed, but not in a very helpful way. I couldn't really connect with people there. Their community was kind of small and not really helpful. I had like my work colleagues, but everyone would just go home at the end of the day. Right. Like some of them we kind of hung out, but for the most part, everyone kind of just was like, okay, bye. Work's over. I'm leaving now. You had three, three and a half years of this, you said, right? Was that a satisfying, like, do you, do you have any regrets? Are you happy you did this? 
I don't have any regrets. I don't really believe in regrets. I mean, mainly because you don't know what, if you said like, oh, if I did this thing instead, like, I mean, you don't really know where you would have ended up then. That's, that's, yeah, good. that's a good. I like that way yeah. of thinking. So it's, yeah. it's kind of hard to say like, oh, I should have done this other thing. But there were definite struggles for this, this move, right? Yeah. So like, I don't remember the timeline, but like after that initial freak out, I kind of calmed down for a while, but then eventually it was like, I'm kind of lonely here. Like I still don't, haven't made a lot of friends outside of work. Did it at least make you a millionaire like you thought? No, the company <laughs> never made any money. But they still paid you, right? Like They paid me, but it was like a lower salary than what is normal, which I was fine with. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is, I knew this was part of the, like the risk. The risk. Yeah. So I didn't really care about that. I mean, it would have been cool to like have a super successful thing, but whatever. So like that, all the work stuff was good. It was like good experience. And then after like, I don't know, like two or three years, it's like kind of feeling like i don't know like if this work is really going anywhere and like kind of want to not be here anymore but i don't really know what to do either can i just say you're mentioning you know socially and that kind of being where your struggle was i think you know for us when i first saw you and kind of connected with you after like a long time again it was in calgary, in calgary right? yeah i remember a picture was... yeah we got a picture together in calgary i don't know if you knew this Aya. i didn't know About that the picture no. <laughs> I didn't know about the picture or about, <laughs> about me coming to see. So I, I wasn't like coming to see you in Calgary. In fact, I had no reason to otherwise go to Calgary. It's just it was like a layover. I think. It's a layover. Yeah. While I was coming back from Los Angeles um, to visit or whatever, you know, back in London. And for some reason, it stopped in Calgary. So I was like, oh, who's in Calgary? Pierce is in Calgary. We should meet up. And I'd have like two to three hours there. I remember like hardly any time. And I remember Classic getting drive. a half hour to I one hour. I would just hour. hang out in the airport like a normal person with a book. I mean yeah but Pierce was there <laughs> I know that's very nice I'm Josh. like this is the opportunity to hang out with Pierce in Calgary so we went and got some lunch I think I mean it happened I think twice and one of the times again I was so tired I remember whenever you know I'm coming off a plane I'm so tired one of the times it was the Calgary Stampede was going on yeah. it's like a famous you know what that is? Yeah, Pierce? A big thing. I, I know, I know. I'm just oh, trying to remember the second. Of course he knows. He, he looked there. like he didn't know what I was talking about. Like, I was, well, I was trying to remember the second. I only remember one time. I, I think I saw you twice, unless I didn't see you the time I went to the Calgary Stampede. Josh, let's be honest. Maybe you just fell asleep and dreamt that you saw. No, I. So here's the thing. I went to the Calgary Stampede oh. briefly, and I fell asleep there. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so that is. But no, but it was very scary because I almost. <laughs> missed my flight oh i thought you were gonna say you almost got like ran over no i didn't fall, i didn't like, i wasn't in front was of like totally... a ball like I was... <laughs> I was expecting you to be like next to the horse or what whoever is stampeding yeah. stampeding like... it was i don't know i just remember some hallway filled with people yeah and... don't fall asleep during a stampede seems like some good advice in life like i literally was good sleeping advice. on the i looked like i probably looked like a homeless person like i was against like the wall like on my backpack just kind of like on the ground like i fell asleep there that's how tired Typical. i was yeah. i could have sworn i saw you that time but might have. I, I just don't remember. I thought I thought it happened twice, but I could be wrong. It might have happened twice. No, oh, not that. This is why you need to take pictures because now <laughs> yeah. you have no proof of whether he was there, whether you guys saw each other the second time. Well, we definitely have at least one picture. Yeah. Well, I remember the restaurant too because I went there all the time. Okay, so I just remember at least feeling like when I saw you there, it was extremely memorable for me. I kind of was like, "Yeah, I've been to Calgary now." Like I don't count. A layover in a place unless i see a friend there or i see somebody that i like oh my god i saw that eye roll i uh you're not gonna get away with that eye roll no i mean it. it's just like it's like you always have to like get something out of something and you're like okay i'm on a layover this doesn't count as being in the city unless i meet someone huh. hey you person you like it's just such a josh thing i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know that i could explain my eye roll away but no that's i i i get how you would think that but I do, yeah, it's true. I believe that. And I think that seeing you there, Pierce, made it a very memorable experience. And also I felt like that was, I don't know if that was the beginning, but like it was on, it was like part of that thread that we were building towards where we are now, you know, in our friendship. And I felt like without having done that, we might not, if I'm thinking about it, like, would we be the friends we are now? See, if I regretted being there, we maybe we wouldn't be talking right now. Exactly. That's what, Ooh, exactly. yeah. And you're happy that we're here talking, I guess. Yeah. So there's no regrets. I was optional. Okay. I didn't have to be here. 
That's true. <laughs> I mean, Josh has ways with words, but you did demand it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I need I to be there. Yeah, yeah, right. There's my. Demand. I must be the first recurring guest. I remember it. I don't remember like exactly how I felt, but I'm pretty sure that that was one of the like because I was feeling kind of lonely and wasn't feeling like connected to people. I was like, I can connect with this person. Like, oh, he's my friend. Like, funny. so it was like one thing to like tap into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I just whatever. I I I can't explain why I wasn't connecting with people that well or if it was my fault or just the city or whatever, but it just wasn't happening for whatever reason. I think it's because Calgary is too cold. Uh, yeah, it was okay. You can't, can't I didn't mind the cold. No, it has nothing to do with that. I just wanted to point out that Calgary is super cold. Oh my God. Yeah. But yeah. When I, when I lived there, I never, well, I almost never went to the stampede. Are you laughing at your own joke? No, it was just such a stupid thing for me to say. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on okay. now. Get rid of that joke. <laughs> Yeah, let's move. No way when to move on. Let's let's move on from this. Yeah, Yeah. the stampede. I like never really went, even though I lived there. And actually the office I was at was like blocks from the stampede grounds. What is the stampede exactly? Like it's it's something with animals. Just like a it's like a festival, basically. Cowboys. It's like a cowboy thing. Ten days, I think. It's like a carnival kind of. Carnival for country people like- so they have all kinds of events there's like i so the one time i went which was right before i left like ended up moving our office paid for like everyone to have a ticket or something and just, oh, cool. we all went together okay and so that was the only time i went but they had like all the like carnival food I don't know, like a Ooh. giant banana covered in chocolate or whatever like you get all this kind of stuff and we went to like a they had like a giant arena we watched like a motocross thing so like there's just all kinds of stuff they had motorcycles doing like flips uh yeah motorcycle stuff they actually had like snowmobiles doing flips at one point oh my god that sounds very calgary uh i was like this is crazy (laughs) and they're like getting they like almost touched the ceiling and i was like this is this is dangerous do they also clean snow oh no snowmobiles aren't snow plows i was picturing like and there was no this wasn't like there was no snow either they were like doing it on dirt so weird like part of it i don't know if this was just the first day but i would always see it from our office because the there'd be like a parade and they'd have all these horses going down the road Mm -hmm. so we'd always see like the parade go outside the office but i didn't go much and like there's all this skiing there by banff and i don't ski people like you gotta go skiing i would say like i don't it's not for me so like i felt like all this stuff that was there was not really my thing the last year i was there like i had already kind of wanted to leave but like i said i didn't really know what to do i was kind of uh like afraid to make a decision i was just like well i'm not really happy here but i don't know like do i have a better idea Uh, i guess i'll just like keep staying here even though i'm not really happy luckily I guess the company decided to make some changes. So I was there for like three years at this point. And they said, Hey guys, like got some like exciting news. We're going to be giving people like shares in the company, like actual shares. Cause before we had like this vague agreement about profit sharing, Mm -hmm. basically we said like, okay, cool. And they said it will take three years for these shares to vest. And I was like, okay. And we're like having this meeting, like everybody's there. And the founder of the company was on like a video call or whatever, telling us all this stuff. And I never, I guess I didn't care, but like I felt comfortable like talking to the founder. I wasn't like afraid to say things. So I said like, will like the people who've already been here for three years, did they have to like, did, you know, did they have to vest like another three years? He's like, yes, like that's how it will work. And I was like, oh, it seems kind of unfair that we've already been here three years. Now you want us to wait another three years for the thing that you said we were going to have from day one. Mm-hmm. And he, I forget what he said, but something like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> I was like so angry. And I was like, I'm, oh. I'm leaving. I'm quitting. Immediately after that, I was like, I have to quit. Like, this is it. I'm definitely not staying here three years. Also, I remember this. That was the day we were going to the stampede for like free. Mm. So we're like all walking to the stampede after we have this meeting together. I'm like, so that was pretty crazy, right guys? Like who's gonna stay three years? And we're like, ah, I might stay. 
And I was like, what the heck? Like, shouldn't everyone be angry about this? <laughs> I don't know if people didn't want to say anything because, like, they felt uncomfortable, like, being open about it. But uh, I was like, uh, okay. I, uh. I mean, they may also not have had any other options, right? Like, maybe yeah. it's just like, that's that their job the and... job I have. I don't care about, yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't really happy about that. And that kind of pushed me over the edge of, like, I'm, okay, I'm not staying here anymore. I'm quitting and I'm moving. Like, I got to get out of here. Do you think if they didn't even offer that as a possibility that you would have stayed? Yeah. I definitely would have stayed longer. I don't know how long it would have taken me to, like, reach the edge of insanity. It's interesting, yeah, because they offer you something. They're like, it'll be another three years. And you're like, I don't want to stay here another three years. So I might as well not stay here, like, another day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so that happened. And I, I thought about it for a bit. And, like, even though I say that, I still didn't quit, like, the next day. I had to, like build up to it I was like I'm gonna what? like today is the day like I'm gonna do it and then I was like oh, maybe like next week or like I've got a vacation <laughs> a coming up though. maybe I'll like do it after the vacation <laughs> so exactly like a breakup <laughs> yeah got like a weekend away I'll finish that yeah like while I was building up to it the co-founder quit oh like so he quit before me and I was like no like he quit before i really got it like this place is sinking like i gotta get out of here uh so like eventually i decided to quit and like i remember i just couldn't say it i felt so nervous and like uncomfortable like you said like a breakup yeah. or i don't know what else to compare it to i think that's it and that day where i was like okay i'm doing it like today i'm gonna do it the guy who was like my manager basically was working from home that day and i was like oh god like i built up to this like i was gonna oh, tell yeah. him today and i was like i just i don't care anymore like i'm just gonna text like we had slack that was how we used messaging so i was like i'm just gonna write him a message like hey i i don't remember what i wrote but i was like i'm i think after seven dates you have to do it in person isn't that how it <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that kind about it <laughs> No, it's okay. I think for a job, even an email is yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You just told him like I'm I'm quitting. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't remember. But I, I wrote it in like a very nice way, as nice as I could. Professional. He's like, okay, I understand. Like, let me like talk to you tomorrow or something about it. And I was like, okay, sure, that's fine. So he came and talked to me, and he's like, so why are you doing? Why did you make this decision? And I was like, because of this thing that I mentioned from the meeting the other day. Mm. He's like, yeah, but. I don't remember what he said. I think he tried to convince me and then he's like, okay, like I understand. Like he's, he'd been, he's much, not like a lot older than me, but he's been working for at least 10 years more than I had mm. or maybe 15 years. So he was like much more familiar with, you know, people coming in and leaving companies. Like just that's the way it is. So he wasn't like mad or anything. So that was kind of done. And I was like, okay, I did it. Like, oh. And then the other part that was really hard, I had a guy who I, became friends with from our office who lived in the building like two buildings down from where I was staying I often would walk home with him because it was the same way and on the way home we're like chit-chatting about whatever and in my head I'm like saying to him like I quit like I want to tell you that I quit and he's just talking about whatever and I'm like haha cool like what and I'm, I'm like trying to say it to him and I I think I felt like really like choked up and like I was gonna cry or something but I just had like so much emotion. I was like, I don't know how to, I don't remember what I said, but I just said like, Hey, like I quit today. Like something like that. I was really like blunt about it. He's like, ha ha. Like, like he thought I was joking. And I was like, really? Like I quit. He's like, Oh my God. Like, are you okay? Like, uh, I remember being like, just really like shaky and like, Oh my God. I don't, I don't know. Like, it's like so much energy. There's kind of that fear of the unknown of what's coming next. Right. That you're filled with. Right. Like, I think, and also people's response, like you don't know how people will respond to that. Yeah. And you're also mm -hmm. kind of leaving your friend, like who's part of the company. So it's like, right. yeah. you're saying bye to this guy too, right? Like, well, he didn't know you were leaving the city, did he? No, that was the other thing. Like, I didn't think about it when I said that to people, I kind of just assumed that was obvious for some reason. Mm -hmm. So they'd be like, oh, like, yeah, you're leaving. So like, where are you going? Like what company you're going to? And I was like, I'm not going to any company. Like I'm going back to London. I'm just going to figure out. And like, oh, you're leaving Calgary. And I was like, oh, I guess that wasn't clear. Like, yeah, I'm not. It's like, why I'm else would I stay here. in a shit town though? Oh no. <laughs> you losers, I'm out of here. Let's not offend Calgary. You never know. <laughs> Let's offend Calgary. Yeah. They know. They made their decision. They know. 
What do they have? <laughs> they just have a stampede. A lot of people I worked with don't live there anymore. And like some of them were born there, like had generations of family there. Hmm. I know one guy who went to Google or maybe it was Facebook actually. Well, one guy went to Google, one guy went to Facebook. Another, in, all in the States also. One guy went to Wayfair in the States too. So they're all, everybody left hmm. basically. So what was it like moving, moving back then? And how quickly did you do that? Did you call your mom? You I like did it fast. Back? Like to the point that I, I couldn't get rid of everything in my apartment, partially because I had to live there still. So I sold stuff online that I could. I found out that everyone tries to like cheat you. And I was like, I just don't care. Just take it, uh, whatever you want. You only want to pay $10, fine. I, I don't care. Cause like I had to, I had, like it booked a flight. I was like, I gotta leave. Like yeah. if, and like, I can't just wait around to like hope another better buyer will come along. So I, I sold like an office chair that was like, I'm like a hundred dollars for like, I think I put it up for $40 and they came to buy it like with cash and like, I've only got 20. I was like, um, fine. Okay. Take it. I whatever. Those, well, see, that's why Calgary is a bad name. No, I'm just kidding. People are yeah. like that everywhere. Oh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah. So people are jerks. Everywhere. I don't know why this is like the saddest part I'm hearing so far. It's just like, yeah, saw, like, like that God, it's like that point that in the chair. movie where you dip, you know, where that dip happens. And... <laughs> this was like, ha I was happy. I was like, finally, like I can go home and everything will be good again. My life will be restored. So you were happy to go home without any like other prospects. You're like, I don't care about the job. I'm just going to go back yeah, to my parents' place. And like, yeah, originally, like before I quit, I was looking for jobs and like applying to mm -hmm. places. I wasn't really getting much response. And initially I thought like, I have to have a job before I quit. Mm -hmm. That might've been also why it took me longer to quit than like doing it immediately. Cause I was looking for jobs. And then I think at some point I just decided like, I don't care. I don't need the money. Like uh, it's fine. I mean, if I was renting a place, then for sure i wouldn't really want to do that but since my parents were okay with it it's like i'll just go live at home yeah so you moved away for work but you moved back for some for something else sanity for sanity <laughs> comfort well also comfort. i just had nothing else like to yeah there was nothing else like on the horizon so i was like well, i don't want to be here so this is the only other place to go really so, so you moved back in with with your mother, and then coming back, did you immediately feel better for a while? Like, yeah, you just like I'm home. It was nice. Like, it wasn't just that because at the time, I don't know if it was exactly when I came back, but there was a point in time where everyone in my family was actually living at home mm. because, like, my one sister was there for some reason, my other sister was there for some reason, my brother got a concussion so he was like i'm gonna come home because i don't want to like it's just easier to be at home while i'm like recovering from the concussion i was like this is great like, everybody's at home i got my whole family i don't have a job but whatever wasn't your brother he was a, a city councillor at one point a city councillor yeah no. at that time like he got the concussion while he was a city councillor right from being city councillor that i didn't realize <laughs> no, that was i don't think i don't think those two are related high risk job maybe that would happen too it was from a door oh. with dangerous doors. Sorry, I shouldn't make light. Concussions are really shitty. So. Yeah. Sorry. I've never had yeah. one, so that's fine. <laughs> Classic Pierce humor. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was that. I mean, there's tons of stuff that happened while I was there, but nothing like... But when did you... You ended up getting another job probably not long after, right? It was a bit of time, like, but not because... I was having trouble finding jobs. I just wasn't looking. Right, you were able to take your time and relax. Yeah, so it's hard to explain, but in the past few years of my life, I've been like purposely like trying to grow and do a lot of self-development and all these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And it's been like roughly like three years. And I think back to Calgary and I'm like, I wasn't willing to do that at the time. But if I was, it may have been a different experience where I like right. did a lot of growing there. I didn't, but I, I could imagine somebody else having that experience and going like, oh, there's all these challenges. Like I'm going to learn all these things and grow and whatever. I'm going to go to the Calgary Stampede every single yeah. year. <laughs> go to Isn't every it sometimes though, like harder to grow? So, okay. One of our questions was, do you have to move to grow? And like what you're saying is you could have used that as an opportunity to grow when you were in a different city. But sometimes I feel like even the most basic things can be such challenges in a new place. 
even just having, it's not like you already have your social network or you already have all these things that you can lean on and then you can grow because, you know, you've got stuff around you when you don't have that like infrastructure. It's hard to, it's hard to grow on top of that. Like you're already worrying about like, you know, you're also living, this is when you were living alone for the first time too. Right. Yeah. So you're also figuring out all of that stuff. You're figuring out how to cook for yourself, how to do all this stuff. And also you're supposed to figure out, you know, all the internal things. I think it can work for people, but sometimes like the idea that you have to move out or you have to go somewhere completely different to be able to grow is a little bit like it puts a lot of pressure on people who are already dealing with just the basics, right? Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think you have to, I just can see that there was opportunities there like mm-hmm. there were challenges that i could have right risen to so to speak oh, but there like, was okay. there was a lot of stuff that you did grow there for right we don't it's like we're not counting it for some reason but like again like you said moving to some place and learning to live alone yeah i was in another city i'd never been to yeah going to a whole brand new place i guess if you learn to live alone for the first time that is a whole thing. like that yeah. was a huge huge shift and you that requires a whole yeah you did rise to there's it. a lot of growth that that's involved with that right it was also um I had lived outside of my parents' home, but with roommates. Mm. And also I lived in the same city as my mm. family. So it was different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've still never lived somewhere without other people. Like, I've never lived alone somewhere, I realized. It's more expensive. Like, you've never lived without roommates? Never. You can't Whoa. afford it. I mean, I don't have I wonder- room. I have my own room in this mm, house. But Sorry, you like housemates. But I wonder, like, I feel like you wouldn't like, you... I don't know. Based on what I know of you, Josh. I like people, Aya. Yeah, I, I feel like you really thrive on having people around as much as possible. Like you like being in a house with a bunch of people, right? Yeah, I do. That's like one of my yeah. favorite things. I like. Yeah, you love people. Yeah, we can all lean on each other. It's great. Oh, that's so nice. I kind of like it also, or I've realized I like it. But at this point, I'm not, when I look for a place, I'm not going to look for roommates because I feel like it's just a risk. Like of people I don't know who they are like at this point like if I had people I was like living with and be like hey I'm gonna move here like we're all moving together cool but a lot of people do say like living on your own is an important element of your growth like I guess I don't know that but but do they say that as like living by yourself or do they mean like away from your parents I think they kind of mean both <laughs> you know yeah I could see that it, I'm saying some people say it I don't think it's true for everyone obviously but I mean, I actually can't answer that question, to be honest. I don't know if if I like am making this up, but I feel like there's a stigma actually, maybe not anymore, maybe this never existed, of people who have roommates as opposed to living on their own, as mm-hmm. if like they're more like they haven't made it yet. If you no, know what I think I mean. you're I think you're right. I think there is a kind of Really? People do talk to you like that. Yeah, like, oh, you have roommates. Well, when are you gonna kinda like grow up yeah. <laughs> and live and live on your own? it's a thing it's definitely a thing it's just kind of like that thing of oh you still live in your parents house it's not that i don't think it's quite no 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 no. i'm saying i'm saying saying it's kind of in a level it's their levels like parents house then you go to roommates but you know then you you go go alone and then you move in with your partner yeah (laughs) exactly you know i realize i actually always i think aya you can relate to this but when we went to um you know all of us remember just to you know recall we all started out in the same place, right? Preschool, elementary school, we're all in the same high school. We all went to the same university. Actually, appears, I guess, the same for you. Didn't we all live in our own childhood homes oh, while yeah. we were in university? No. Oh, you didn't, Pierce. So you're the only one. So that's interesting. So I always... My parents made us, like, it's fine if you go to university here, but we're not allowing oh. you to stay at home. Because oh, so I had funny. the opposite. I it's want the opposite. That. Yeah, my my dad was like, I was literally gotta, not. Yeah. You should yeah. go to university here, even though I think I had both of us, right? We both got yeah. into universities in Toronto that we could have mm-hmm. gone to for things, but our parents pressured us to stay money. in London so that we could live yeah. at home for money reasons, right? Literally, yeah. Course, I was told you're not going anywhere. You're going to Western. It's not a discussion. And I, uh, both of us live like five five minute drive from the university right so it's of course true it i makes understand sense. i know but it's still shitty yeah i always wanted that experience of living in the dorms i was like i could have walked to university from where my parents live oh yeah you were yeah. really close to yeah exactly. i did like when uh we did too in the summers like when i when my roommates like all went home i felt kind of weird like staying there by myself 
So I would move back into my parents' home during the summer. And there was like a summer, maybe multiple summers where I did summer, whatever it's called, summer school. Like you take mm -hmm. summer courses. Summer courses, yeah. And I would walk to school from our home. So it's so when it's so practical like that, of course it makes sense. But I always like wanted yeah, that but we experience of living in the dorms. Yeah. Like I was just, yeah, like you, I'm sure. I don't even need to live in too. the dorms, but like at least living like on, on camp or living with other students. Like I never really had that experience. And I mean, I probably yeah. would have hated lots of aspects of it. Cause let's be honest, <laughs> it's me. Like I would have been like, I hate this person and I don't want to live with them. But you still want that experience in your life. But you I still these want movies. it. Yeah. You saw the movies when people go out I talk to, to university. people who were like, Oh, my university friends. I'm like, I don't, I never really made university friends the same way. I mean, Josh, you did, you made, you went out yeah, of way to kind of make friends and that's and then they all came and partied at my house yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair to so my family works. though i did have a lot of freedom in my own house it's not like i was still like i could i felt free within my home so like did you my, stay there the whole during my entire undergrad i oh. was yeah at home so i moved out in my second yeah, year okay. i should clarify but against against like, the wishes of your family against like they were like no you, you can't move out and i was like I'm going to, and they were so like, well, did you get a job for that? Yeah, I got a job. I, yeah, I was working at Wendy's at the time and they were like, well, you can't leave. Like they were extremely unhappy. And my dad referred to my place as a prison all the time. Like the place that I got as a prison. <laughs> Maybe you just have to see it as they loved you so much that they wanted you around all the time and they were willing to coerce you. Man, they did it again. When I moved out to this place, they were like, why would you move out? Why would you throw away money on rent? Oh my God, it sounds just like my dad. Garbage? I'm like, dude. <laughs> It's not throwing money in the garbage. I'm going to have a place to live. Like I'm like, dad, I need to grow. I need to leave. <laughs> I need to get out of here. Well, this time I was like, I'm 30. <laughs> I, I don't want to have this discussion again about because I, I finished my PhD while living in my parents' place for a bit because I was like, I'm just going to focus yeah. on this or I finished most of it. And then I was like, I'm moving out again. Sorry, guys. And they were like, this again, you want to throw your money away. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Ma, I love you. Okay. That was my favorite part. That was a great part. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, you know what? I, I think, I mean, both of you, I guess, did get to move away at some point during undergrad, right? I didn't for four, actually, I took five years doing undergrad there, right? So I think I went kind of extreme then in that in my fifth, fifth year that I was applying to USC, because I heard it was the best film school in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's all the way in Los Angeles. I mean, I remember it was scary in a way, but it was also like, I need to get to that next level of my life. I need to, it felt like that, right? Yeah. And the fact, you know, when I got in, it was like, it was just a, a sure thing. Like, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be moving to Los Angeles, California, which is, again, it's not even, it's a totally different coast and it's a totally different country. And I knew nothing about Los Angeles. I actually thought Los Angeles was going to be like, this crazy nightlife town. I don't know what I, it's whatever not. I saw on TV. No, it's like wake up in the morning, uh, walk your dog and eat kale kind of a place. <laughs> I'm sure that part exists. A bunch of though. people are into astrology. <laughs> oh. No, there's, there's yeah. some nightlife aspects, but it's not like, it's not New York. It's not Chicago. It's not. Um, does it have a downtown? Like It does, but the downtown is not even the main part of LA. Like I always call it like you can look, mm. you can't touch kind of a downtown. Like it's kind of nice, but doesn't feel alive like other downtowns. Oh. LA is very spaced out. It's not like, it's not like there's this row, even in London had Richmond row, you know, you can like walk down and there's parties and people walking around people yelling at you. It, everything's very spaced out. So you need a car and you need to get, you know, from place to place. But that being said, you know, that move for me, I remember was, it was, it did feel like it signaled the next phase of my life when I moved to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> again, the way anybody who knows me, I tend to do things in a very unconventional way. And like when I moved, um, you guys both know, um, well, you know, my friend Roman and you know, Grant, both of you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Grant, they both kind of helped me move. But when I say they helped me move, like I had like a party, I think like a going away party before I, I moved <laughs> that night. And then my flight was like later that night. What? And then they came Gosh. and helped. Oh my God. I, I so stressful. Yeah. And then they helped yeah. me. Um, I started moving. I started packing like three to five hours before I left. And this isn't like a vacation. This was me moving my life to Los Angeles. So, That's so it wasn't even just stuff I was bringing. Like I brought, um, I brought my desktop PC, which Grant helped me build it. And he was like a big part of that. Right. So he helped me pack that up and put it. I don't know if you know anything about a desktop PC, but it's not a very easy Thanks. thing to put on a plane. Yeah. 
So we had like to the like big tower. Yeah, yeah. We had to take stuff out of it and make sure that, that you know things didn't get chicken around. I did that too, but what I did was I went to FedEx or something. Or oh, they have a UPS, special way to do it. I was like here, and they're like, "All right, thank you. See you in Calgary." I was cheaper than that, so I had to <laughs> I had to do things in a cheaper way, I guess. So I don't like, even know if it's cheaper. Yeah, like you, you probably have to, to pay for three hours before. You probably had to pay for like extra space on the airplane whatever i don't think i paid for extra space i think it was heavier because of it extra i think i had to pay because it was heavier but yeah i had like two big you know massive uh you know check-in bags or whatever but like that was like three to five hours before but the nice thing was that grant came with me and i made me think like when you said your mother came he's like my mom exactly grant was your mom mom. (laughs) grant was my mom and i'm honestly my dad has never come to visit me in los angeles and you know, a lot of people go, oh my God, what? But when you understand my dad, it's just makes... Was your dad the US one or was that your mom? So my mom was American. Yeah, because you have citizenship. So I have, yeah, I have dual citizenship, which does make my move. Has she come to visit you or? Uh, <laughs> Aya, how could you? <laughs> I know. I, th- I thought I'd go there. You can go You've there. You've been making your dead mom jokes all the time. I know. I know. I you, you, you are obviously always allowed to make dead mom jokes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel really bad. I just joke. I just wanted to make you feel bad. (laughs) Maybe you'd make like a ghost joke. I felt even weird calling Grant your mom. (laughs) No, it's all right. You both are allowed (laughs) to make dead mom jokes with me anytime you want. Thanks, Josh. (laughs) They have to be funny though. Was it funny? It was all right. It was was okay. It was okay. 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 Yeah. So my mom was the American. So yes, I'm a dual citizen. That was part of obviously why I was more easily able to move. Although there's a whole story. Actually, quick, quick side note here. Although I knew I was American, I didn't actually have proof of my citizenship. And I just thought it was, I just thought I had it somewhere. I was always told all my life, you're American, you're American. And then when it came time to like prove it, I was like, what do I have? And so- Were you just like stripping down? Like, it's gotta be here I was like, I'm like, I don't understand. What do I do? Oh, I guess I need a passport. So how do I do that? And I called them and they're like, through who? And I told them it's through my mother. And they were like, oh, well, could you get her on the phone, please? And I'm like, ah. I know she doesn't want to come to the phone right now so uh they're like oh well you we need something like we need to to be able to prove this so I had to go like digging through my basement to find stuff I called her brother my uncle and he didn't like really remember things like I needed to know how long she was you know when she was in Buffalo New York how long she stayed there when she left all this you stuff were, hmm? were you born there no I was born in Canada but oh, you are okay. able to get American citizenship through your parents um, you know, with some stipulations. So I eventually did manage to find what I needed, but I freaked out at one point and I ended up trying to apply for a visa. Uh, so I applied for this visa, but then the visa wasn't going to come in for way later after I had to go to school. So that was unnecessary and stupid to do. So I got my citizenship, like my proof of it, just in time, my passport. Oh, a few, right? But then every time I would come back to visit, I'd be in the airport and they'd pull me into a room and someone would come talk to me and be like, so it seems you've overstayed your visa. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm a citizen. And they're like, you're a citizen. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, then why do you have a visa? I'm like, well, it's a long story. <laughs> and then I'd have to tell them that story. And, and this kept happening for like years. They kept telling me I overstayed well, my visa. Well, now you can just show them this episode. You'll be like, wait, 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 here you go. <laughs> this will be quick. Just listen to this. I think the last time that happened yeah. to me, I was like, please, <laughs> I was like, please, can you make it so this doesn't happen again? I don't need a visa. Oh, okay. Get rid of this visa yeah. thing. And then. So anyway, that was a digression. But anyway, so I moved, I remember like coming coming with Grant and just like with your mom, I think that was so helpful to me. Like I, I, I've i always been, felt so indebted to Grant for coming. I mean, for him, it was like, oh, cool. I'm going to LA, it's a vacation. It was also good for him because he got to meet. Okay, so I, when I moved in, I moved in with some USC film friends that I, uh, one or two of which I actually met online in like a, kind of a forum beforehand we were all kind of trying to find each other figure out what you know I, I didn't have any when I was moving here I had nobody I could really talk to about what it was going to be like to move to LA for film school like this this was a very um there wasn't a lot of other people I guess who had done this in our community so you know we all had to kind of find we found each other online and I was kind of just learning by talking to them and we were learning together and you know Grant also became friends with all of them so whenever Grant comes to visit now like they're all like oh Grant hey I think a bunch of people all thought that he actually, you know, lived in LA, but he stayed with me for like a week and then he left. And it's kind of like when your mom left, I remember feeling like, oh shit, it's real. I live here now. This isn't a vacation because the first week was like, oh, I'm checking out LA. 
but unlike you, I had, I had, I actually have a cousin who lives in Los Angeles and her family. I had a cousin too. I just had never met them. Yeah. Okay. So I did meet them after I moved there. Yeah. So what I mean is I, I had met, the, I, I knew this cousin. Uh, she's wonderful. Her family is wonderful. Her kids are wonderful. So I did feel like I had, it's, it's really, I think it does say something like when you have um, close family or friends somewhere, it does help make it feel like home. This is what we talked about in our, our home episode. So that helped make it feel like home a lot faster. But again, as soon as Grant left, there was that feeling of, oh shit, and a little bit of panic of like, I'm on my own here, right? Now, was I really on my own? No, I had that family. I had to, also, I think having school, just like you said, when you started work, right? Yeah. Having, for me, school really felt like that infrastructure you need, I think, to, to move forward. And the fact that I also lived with some, you know, roommates that became like really good friends, like some of my very best friends are still, they're still my friends, uh, really close friends. Yeah, that move, uh, I think it really, really matters whether or not you have like that infrastructure. One, you know, like you said, work or school or two, people, right? Family or friends that you, you know, were already there that you can make really quickly. So yeah, that move for me actually became a lot smoother after that. And then you just feel like, oh, I'm in school now. Like this is just my new reality. Yeah, it's just, it takes up so much of your life, so. Exactly, exactly. That was what everything was. And also I was living with people who were, in school with me, right, for my first year. And I lived close to the school. So that was my first year. I lived in this kind of <laughs> tight-knit living situation with three other students. But the next year, I moved into this big old Victorian mansion that you still see me in. And I lived with people who were, some of whom were students at USC, but they weren't film students for the most part. And I was actually able to kind of like slowly, I felt like I was like expanding away from just having the school be my life. That's good. Uh, so I think it's good to have those things to help us transition when we move. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know if this was the only reason that we're doing this episode, but when I talked to you like a couple weeks ago, Josh, about you were coming in to visit and I was telling you what I was doing and I asked you something that was on my mind and I said, like, why does anybody move anywhere? Like what, yeah. what is the reason? Because as somebody who's working remote, like even before COVID, it becomes like, okay, I can kind of live anywhere. Like, so why would I, like, what's the reasoning for me to choose this place over another place? That is exactly the reason, by the way, we're doing this episode. When you said that to me, I was like, we got to talk about that on the podcast. Because, <laughs> and you didn't just say this out of nowhere, you were considering moving, right? To Toronto from yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. So I still, I mean, I don't know that there's, a specific answer. I mean, everyone has their own reasons. I still feel like for the most part, maybe family are like the biggest reasons. Yeah. Like you move there for a job, you move there for school. And then afterwards mm-hmm. you're like, well, I guess I just live here now. Cause yeah. Or, or for family, if you want to start a family somewhere, people do that, right. They move with their families. Yeah. They want someone nice to raise their kids, but you are in a more unique circumstance, right? You're you can be working remotely right now, right? So you don't have to, you don't have to live anywhere in particular. So you're asking yourself that oh, question, right? So why right? Toronto? Yeah, why Toronto? Yeah. Why do you want to move there, or do you want to move there? You know. So great about Toronto. No. <laughs> what do you? Everybody loves Toronto. It's so busy. Though. I didn't like it before. I also didn't used to like it as much. Basically, there's like a few aspects, but I would say like if you could put it into one general category it was just social reasons like mm. more people that i could like basically it's not just that there's more people but i thought that there would be by the nature of there being more people that there would be more people that i could find that i could connect with like i'm sure there'll be way more people that i don't connect with too which is because there's more people right uh yeah just more more options more, yeah uh, and there's a chances that you'll find someone good I'm not like so, I'm not like going to synagogue all the time and stuff like that, but I like having that Jewish community. Yo, of course, community is a huge part of things. Oh, just to, just to cut you off for a second, that, that's a huge thing, by the way. When I moved to LA, I immediately found the Jewish community here, Chabad. And actually that was a huge part of what helped make it feel a little like home. And the fact that all these community, you know, Jews, they're connected. Like they all kind of knew each other, even the rabbi in london knew the rabbi in fact the rabbi here is from toronto so connection yeah that community aspect is huge 
Yeah. I mean, there's different types of communities too. Like that's just one, but I, when I was thinking about social things, I was like, Oh, got these possibilities here. I didn't know if it was going to like work out and arguably the, well, part of the Jewish community has worked out so far. Some of it has been still up in the air, but I came here. Well, I guess further back, like my impression of Toronto has always been like, this big city it's busy i don't want to live there like i i hate this like let me get out of here as fast as possible and then last year i came to visit just because i felt kind of i was feeling kind of desperate like i i just like i want to meet more people like i want to feel connected to people but i don't know i don't think i like toronto but i don't know what else to do so i guess i'll go visit and see what happens but i'm sure it's going to be terrible so i came last year for a weekend I mostly just hung out with family, like I visited people and I walked around a bit, checked out the city and was like, I had like another panic attack, I think at some point. No. But a part of that was that I found that like, oh, okay, there's like different parts of the city. Like maybe it's like not so bad in some areas. So that was like, okay, but then COVID kind of came oh, back right. and we went into lockdown and I thought... I'm not going to worry about this. I'm just going to like do my thing at home. I don't really have a choice anyway because everything's locked down. So I'm just not going to think about this for a while. Like you were in London still. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I was went back. I but was in only your there own for, place. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You weren't. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I was only Sorry. in Toronto for the weekend and I was rent. I was already, I mean, I skipped some other parts of my life, but at this point I was renting a place in London and living on my own again so you you had moved to uh your own apartment an apartment you, you moved away again from your mom's place uh, yeah. to your own. and then also didn't your didn't your mom also just move like didn't your didn't she, she move? moved Reese, like way after me but yeah may I ask quickly what what that was like 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 uh, your own because you don't it was horrible I hated it like I mean the move was whatever but like it just like the thought of like losing that house I was like oh but this is like I was like my whole life here like oh, I'm gonna lose like even though like I didn't live there even it was just like it it's home. home it's what we were just yeah. talking about yeah yeah I was like how I'm gonna lose my home like I'm not gonna have a home anymore like this kind of sucks it's like your home base yeah right? do you feel now that you lost your home or do you feel like you're I mean we just talked about this in the last I episode. mean I'm just I, curious like is a home the place or is it the people I lost a home but it, you can make a new home and also it was never going to be like what I wanted it to be again. Like, like everybody in my family moved out and was on their own in different cities. So like that home was not the same anymore anyway. Yeah. Might've had, like, I still had memories of it and like the thought of losing it felt kind of bad, but at the same time, it still wasn't what it was. Right. Would you say that's because the majority of what made it home was the people and what you did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of, well, maybe not you. I I think maybe most people do this. Like it does get a little bit associated to the place. So like yeah. there is some like emotion from like leaving that home, even though the people aren't there anymore. Yeah. But yeah, most of it's yeah. the people. Like if I, if, well, I don't know how this would have been, but if we were all living together, like my whole family, we're like, hey, we're all going to move to like this other house. I don't think it would have bothered me that much. I'd be like, okay, like, that's too bad. We're leaving homes, but like, we're just going to have this new home together. Like, whatever. But that yeah. didn't happen. So. Do you feel that the new home where your mom is, is, is kind of a home for you as well now? Or is it too new for that? I'm kind of used to it. Uh, it's not like, uh, it doesn't have like the same feelings of home. It doesn't have like the same history. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It, if I may ask this, is it, does it, is it kind of related does it bring up you know thoughts of your father the home or the old home well the fact that when the old home kind of because that was the house you grew up with your dad so did it feel was that part of the the emotion of uh when you saw that home going away it wasn't specifically my dad it was just the whole family like uh unit well and not just the family like our like we'd have like big gatherings of relatives there we'd have like 30 cousins or however many like yeah. hey everybody come into our house we got this big house like we're gonna have a big jewish holiday together and it was a big house <laughs> yeah it was like all that stuff it wasn't specifically my dad yeah 
like basically what happened i don't want to like pick up the whole podcast with this no uh, you're a guest Make no it well, the, it's just like not really related it's just to get back into the moving stuff my time after i came back from calgary i stopped looking for jobs and was like maybe i can become a freelancer somehow i don't know how do people do that but i'll t- i don't know and one thing i saw was like oh well you gotta blog and then once you're like really well known people will be like oh this guy knows what he's talking about we'll hire him so i started blogging oh yeah for like i think i tried to write something every week for like i think i did it for like six months or something and like viewership went up and i had like some feature I, not really like my post would get like redistributed on some other sites yeah yeah no i remember that actually yeah it's featured yeah okay and i was like cool but like this isn't giving me any money and like i'm still not having any clients and like this freelance thing is not really going anywhere i didn't really know what i was doing either i was just like i don't know this will just turn into business somehow and i wasn't really doing that and eventually i was like i've written a lot and i i don't know that i want to keep writing so much forever so maybe i'll get a job again so I and but I the jobs in London weren't that appealing to me. So I thought, ah, oh, maybe I can like get a remote job and anyway, I got a remote job somehow. Somehow. My kind of criteria for moving out was like, well, I need a job or I'm not going to move out because then I'll have income and it seems kind of weird to yeah. be like paying rent on savings. And now you had a remote job, so. Anyway, I got that and then I thought, well, but I I kind of need a car though. Like then I'll move out because if I don't have a car, then it's going to be hard to get around. Eh. So eventually I got a car and then I found a place to live. I think I was supposed to move in in like May or June and my dad died in May through my dad. Like we knew the, I didn't really know them, but my parents knew the developer, the builder. I I said, "Ah, I'm just going through all this stuff. Like I actually like really don't feel like I can move right now. And they're like, we totally understand like we have another place that's coming up in like i don't know like august another one in september like do you want to like swap with one of those and we can like rent out your place to somebody else and i said um sure like let's do september so i ended up moving like in september but i was still like really dealing with things so i thought like i'm just gonna stay there on weekends and then i'll stay at home during the week i like very slowly moved out and at some point, I just was there every day. Made the transition better, right? That was that was that move. So it's very different. I think this is a good kind of place to end uh, kind of a part one of what we're talking about here. And why don't we pick up, you know, from here, a part two, because I feel like this is, uh, we got plenty more to say. What do you say, Pierce? I disagree. This should be one part. <laughs> what are you doing, you maniac? I think that is a great idea, Josh. This has been another episode of Adulthood Friends. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you want to hear the second part, please continue listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, like us on Facebook, etc. And tune in for part two next week. I'll see you next week. How do you usually end this, Josh? I think one of us is talking and then, you know, some music sort of comes in. And-